On today's episode, find out why Treddy Condos offers investors the best value in North York. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi there, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for your time. Thank you for your ratings and reviews of the show on iTunes as well. On today's episode, I had a chance to chat with Charles JQ. Charles is with Millbourne Real Estate. We've been working together on a number of different projects over the past five to 10 years or so. And it's great to finally get Charles on the show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties recording this conversation. So some of the beginning parts you won't get to hear, but that's okay. There's still lot, lots of good stuff that you will hear. And we are actually jumping right into the conversation where I asked Charles, what are the sort of main points and main reasons why he's so excited about Treddy Condos? So that's where we, we start off. If you're interested in learning more about this project or investing in Treddy Condos, just go ahead and give me an email, andrew at truecondos.com or call me, text me, 416-371-2333. So without further delay, here is my interview with Charles JQ talking about Treddy Condos. So Charles, what are the sort of key points about Treddy Condos that condo investors need to know about? What are sort of the three or four points that you want to highlight the most? There's uh, the developer's design for the building that really stands out with this one because they've designed a, a, a quality end-user building, 75,000 square feet of green space, practical amenities, designed for condo life, geothermal system, premium finishes, ERV systems, so that your fresh air comes from the outside. But what really sets it apart from an investor standpoint is the design of the suite. Now, if you take a, a one-bedroom condo that's 400 square feet and you take a one-bedroom condo that's 800 square feet, the 800 condo 800 square foot condo, they're both new and you're comparing apples to apples. It's going to cost you way more money because you're paying for the size. But the practical living space, you know, one bedroom is a one bedroom. So from a rental perspective, it's probably going to rent for about the same. And so they've applied these design principles where they have very, very practical two bedroom, two bathrooms, very efficient with split bedrooms but they're extremely efficient in terms of their size, which means that you can own it for significantly less than other two bedrooms in the market in Toronto and in the area, but you'll still be able to rent it for the same price as a typical two-bedroom, two-bathroom that you would normally find or very close to it. So that's, that's one of the key design features of the building. And the whole building is mostly two bedrooms. One of the other major points for Treddy Condos is the transit at the doorstep and the location. And so the transit is huge. Like this is one of the best locations in terms of transit connectivity, but the location itself is also surrounded by revitalization and development and growth. You're in the Tippett Regeneration area, which is booming. You know, it's about eight acres in size. And so, but if you think of a neighborhood like Liberty Village or you know, those are about 40 acres in size, but imagine getting in on one of those neighborhoods near the beginning as it's still developing. And so from a micro perspective, the neighborhood that we're in is seeing this tremendous amount of growth with new, new commercial, new retail, you know, across the street, 
there is about 800,000 square feet of commercial retail space coming to um, to the property directly across the street. There's a uh, number of condo buildings that are under construction and more to come in the neighborhood. The, the one across the street is 50 Wilson Heights Boulevard, and I think that's seven 700,000 square feet of commercial retail space. That's massive. I mean, 700,000 is like uh, roughly about, you know, 15 grocery stores. Right. Right. And and they'll mix in some residential into that as well. And, of course, when you're bringing in all of these buildings and all of these people, there's going to be retail, there's going to be restaurants. And so it's really a neighborhood, the redevelopment of the neighborhood. And Tretti, 30 Tippet, puts you, you're basically the closest to the subway out of all of the rest of the other buildings in the neighborhood. And that's that's a really nice feature to have. Yeah, how close are you to the subway? You are 50 meters. Like you don't even need to cross the street. It's it's essentially the the on the edge of the property next door. Uh, so you're about as close as it gets. Can't get any closer. Yeah, right yeah. at Wilson Subway. Um, and of course, just zooming out a little bit with the satellite uh, perspective on the, on the site. Of course, right to the south, you have Yorkdale Mall, one subway stop away. Right. I think I think it was I think it was you who told me it was the most visited uh like attraction in Toronto or in Canada. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't realize until until we started looking into it. But there's more yearly traffic to Yorkdale Mall than the combined total yearly traffic of the Toronto Zoo, the ROM, the AGO, Toronto Harbor Front Center, the CN Tower, the Toronto Islands. Like if you combine all that traffic, you actually have more traffic on a yearly basis at Yorkdale Mall with over 22 million visitors. And, you, and Yorkdale Mall is owned by Oxford Properties. And so this is an investment for them, obviously, and it's, and it's an extremely uh, profitable investment. And they're, they're reinvesting in Yorkdale Mall through a recently submitted application to the city of Toronto, where they've provided three options, all of which have varying amounts of office, or residential components, but they're talking about adding 12 towers to Yorkdale Mall of around 28 stories in height. And because Oxford has this commercial background, they've got a, a really heavy focus on on office. Like they, offices look second nature to them. And so that's that's adding a lot of new employment to to the neighborhood and to Yorkdale Mall. And so that's, you know, we're so close to Yorkdale. We're, we're literally a two minute ride by subway, kind of just around the corner from us. So that is one of the things, one of, one of the things we can point to in the area that shows drastic change over the medium and long term to the local real estate market. And that puts really, really puts upward pressure on the real estate property values for anyone who owns in the Treddy neighborhood as well. So, so Yorkdale is right on Dufferin, right? Dufferin Street has also, um, there's also been a uh, a plan put in place by the city to revitalize Dufferin. And when they do that, they, they talk about everything from benches and landscaping to urban plazas and density. They talk about, they talk about mid-rise and high-rise development. So Dufferin Street between Lawrence and the 401, which is just southwest of our site and runs right alongside Yorkdale Mall, we'll see a tremendous amount of new development and growth as well. 
And then just to the east of that, you have the Lawrence and Allen growth area, which is You're right, Lawrence Heights. Yeah, yeah. Heights and and revitalization there. Yeah, hundred acres there. Hundred acres, fifteen thousand new residents, and and you know you've got Metropia and Context, who who are two major players that are that are sort of leading the charge with the city of Toronto there. By the way, uh, Collective, um, some of the major stakeholders, some of the the, the, the partners in Collective uh, have roots with Shiplake, or they are Shiplake, and Shiplake's a big rental apartment owner operator, retirement residence owner operator. You know, they did uh, they did the Young and Eglinton Center, which which is now the Rio Can Center. They sold it to Rio Can. Um, they've got roots with Greenwind, which was the company that built the first master plan community in Toronto, Don Mills, uh, Davisville Village. So we're talking about one of the most influential real estate groups with some of the richest real estate history in the country. And they, they are partners in collective. And so some of those key people and resources are, are, are shared and. I'm bringing it up now just because we mentioned Metropia. Well, Chip Lake has been a major shareholder in many, many if not all, of the high-profile uh, projects that Metropia has done in the past. And and so the collective is um, another way for them to diversify into the condo market as, as part of their business model. Right. So here, collective building Tredi condos. Um, and my understanding is they've got a big pipeline as well of many future buildings and some very high-profile sites too. I think they've got uh, one right uh, on Bloor Street. In, in uh, is it is it Yorkville or is it more annex? It, right on Bloor Street, right? Three three hundred Bloor Street West, and it's bookended by two subway stations. And that one's coming soon. It won't be long. That'll be that'll be you know a year or two from now. Um, and we'll that'll likely be coming to market. And, and it's amazing. It's an amazing redevelopment. <clears throat> Uh, amazing location. They've got a big multi-phase, multi-towered site at Victoria Park and Shepherd. They've just acquired a new site at, at uh, Young and Eglinton. So, and and more. Like they have a huge pipeline. We're really, really honored and excited to be representing them and working with them. Yeah, They're really on the leading edge of the real estate market. They've got some really exciting plans, and it's all starting here with Treddy coming up very soon. Um, so we talked about the Tippett area, which is the immediate area surrounding Wilson Station and Treddy Condos. We talked a little bit about just to the South Yorkdale and Dufferin revitalization and uh, the Lawrence Heights revitalization. So that kind of covers the south side and the immediate area. What There's some big, big stuff I know you'll know a lot about coming to the north side of, uh, of Treddy Condos. What's going on up there? Right. So to the north, you've got the Allen District or the Allen neighborhood. You've got Shepherd and Chestwood, William Baker, Stanley Green. So these are actually all neighborhoods that are part of what's known as the Downsview lands or the Downsview secondary plan. So, and Wilson is actually part of it as well. So the area that Treddy is in is one of the five neighborhoods identified for the city by the city for growth. So the same growth that we're seeing in the uh, surrounding neighborhood around Treddy you're you we have that coming to these other four neighborhoods as well if they haven't already like the stanley green district there's a lot of activity there that's the one just south of downsview park 
you know, Matami's there. They're doing a few buildings there. There's there's townhomes being built there. And then to the north of the park, you have William Baker and Shepherd Chesswood. And those ones have the subway and go train station for Downsview Park. And, you know, right. there's there's other big developers and big names that are active in there. And all of this development is low-rise and mid-rise development. And the city has has laid out the framework for 42,000 new jobs and residences to come across these five neighborhoods, which is huge. If you think about it, like VMC Vaughn has, uh, the city's anticipating 36,000 new jobs and residences. When Amazon announced that they were going to Long Island to Brooklyn, they were talking about 25,000 new jobs and we saw, we saw real estate values in the area spike and then they announced that they were pulling out, they were coming back down again. So 42,000 new jobs and residences is a really big impact. And, and those are, those are already in, underway. Like all the construction there, the, that growth is already starting to happen. And, and one of the big, like everyone's been talking about the Downsview lands for years and the amount of potential in this area. But one of the big catalysts for the upcoming change is the recent sale of the airport lands. So Bombardier last year in 2018, up for sale their airport because the CEO was saying we only use 10% of this airport. We might as well be leasing space at Pearson Airport rather than having exclusive use of our own runway. And and they sold it for 817 million. And they were they were attracting some very high profile uh, residential <clears throat> developers, North American and international developers that were looking at the site. And it ended up being a pension fund that won the bid, PSP, the Public Sector Pension Fund. They're the pension fund for the RCMP. They're the pension fund for um, the Canadian Armed Forces. And their mandate is obviously to generate a return on their investment so they can pay their pensioners. So you've got Bombardier moving out. You've got a pension fund that owns it that needs to generate a return. And Bombardier is out essentially in the next five years. So they have a three-year lease and two one-year leases, one-year options to renew. But in the next five years, they're gone. And so we expect to see PSP submitting a plan to uh, to redevelop the airport land. And so the question is, what are the chances that there's another aerospace manufacturer that's circling the world looking to buy another airport who thinks that they can do what Bombardier couldn't, right? Like is Boeing thinking, I'm going to buy an airport for then $800 million because PSP needs to make a profit? or lease it out for an exorbitant amount and be able to use 100% of the airport when Bombardier could only use 10%, it's not very likely, right? So so what happens is as that once that airport usage is gone, there's actually a height restriction in place on the surrounding real estate, on the area, because of the airport. And so if the airport redevelops, then the height restriction is lifted. And you might remember I was I was when I was talking about the five neighborhoods around Downsview Park and the 42,000 jobs and residences. That's across mid-rise and low-rise development. Like a lot of those are townhomes and mid-rise buildings. But if you take the height restriction off, now you're opening up the plans. And imagine how many new jobs and residences you could fit into high-rise development. And right. you've actually and 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 you've actually got two subway stations there in addition to the Tippet one. So you've got the Shepherd West Station and you've got the Downsview Station. And and the down and the Downsview Go Train station as well, and they're right next to each other. And the Downsview station happens to be the station on the TTC network with some of the lowest ridership. 
And the way that the, the city and the government increases ridership or helps or helps pay for infrastructure investments, like they've, they've spent over a billion dollars on the subway extension. They went over budget. They want nothing more than for the... They want it to be full. They want, yeah, they want it to be full. They want yeah. the cost to justify. Yeah. So if there's an under, yeah, any underused station, they say, well, let's fix that. Let's fill it up. How, we, how do we fill it up? We got to get people and jobs on the doorstep. Pretty simple. And, and office buildings and, and real estate, real estate that'll pay property taxes. Property taxes and development levies and, and people that are going to ride the trains. Like that's exactly what they want. So, so, but the reason why they don't really have any high, high density development there right now is because of the airport. So as that develops and as the airport usage goes, we're going to see those five neighborhoods boom. Now, that's without talking about the actual size of the airport itself. If you looked at the airport itself in isolation and how much land that is, it's 375 acres. And it's currently employment. employment and the, the city, the government needs to protect employment. That's their mandate. It's very, very difficult to change uses because they, they want to protect jobs. And so, so the city wants to have office buildings there. And where else in the GTA do you have clusters of high density office? You don't, you don't really have any anywhere except for along Young Street as you go north in the central business district. And so what we're talking about here is really something that you have to take an international perspective on and go to, for example, Canary Wharf in London, which is essentially a new business district developed outside of London based on transit that is just over 90 acres in size and the downsview lands the 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 downsview airport lands uh, are 375 acres so it's almost four times the size of of canary wharf and so if you and and it's basically at your doorstep if you live at, at treddy like the edge of the airport is on the northwest corner you're on the southwest corner of of wilson and and Allen and the expressway there. So right. on the northwest corner is the edge of the airport land. And then right. on the on the west of that is Downsview Park. And so and the subway line it, it, the subway line as you go north from Treddy Condos, it, it it kind of is abutting the edge of the airport lands all the way across and and over. That's right. That's right. And you've got the Allen district, the the Allen neighborhood directly north of you. Yeah, so you just have this massive 375-acre piece of property that has just transacted last year, and over the next you know few years, the plans will come together in terms of what that is going to look like. But as you said, it's not going to be another airport. Uh, those days are gone. Um, it's not going to be another aerospace company. Uh, what will it be? You know, we don't know yet, I guess. But like you said, there's it's going to be some combination of of um, employment and residential right and and if we look at mentioned liberty village before in city place if we look at those neighborhoods those are those are about uh 40 acres in size so this is 10 times the size of city place or liberty village in fact you could fit liberty village and city place and downtown markham which is a huge development in markham with over 70 acres of park and then another city place all onto the, the, the lands of the airport. 
that's yeah that's maybe the best way to sort of give people a sense of the scale of it because um, most people will know at least one of the neighborhoods you mentioned so picture all these neighborhoods combined and you're starting to get a sense of the scale that that is to come here um, again right at your doorstep at, at Treddy condos and, and the, the potential is unreal I mean just just the fact that you're going to be able to uh, own two bedrooms at, at these amounts <clears throat> that they'll be offered for at Treddy, essentially directly connected to the subway, is enough in itself. And to be a two-minute a two-minute ride to Yorkdale Mall and to have that kind of connectivity to be under 25 minutes to Union Station, you're 17 minutes to St. George Station, which is also, by the way, University of Toronto with 89,000 students. And on the flip side, you've got Yorkdale, uh, York University, which is a 10-minute ride away, and it's essentially a direct connection to York University, with just a few stops in between, with only a 10-minute subway ride. You know, I know, I know, uh, housing developers that own and operate student housing that would do a building here just based on that university connection. If there was nothing else to talk about, if there was no Yorkdale, no airport, no area revitalization and growth. It, just the fact that you've got the building and the train and the university, like 53,000 students at York is massive. It's such a huge impact. All of those students have worked very hard to get into university. They're focused on completing uh, their education. They've got their parents supporting them. You know, we call students six-pocket tenants. They've got their parents. They've got their grandparents that are helping them pay rent. If there's a recession, you know, more people tend to go back to school to sharpen their skills in the labor force. You know, there was a book written by Caroline Hawksby that tracked every major U.S. recession since the 1960s and how enrollments at top schools in the U.S. actually went up. And she's a University of Stanford economist. And so you, you've got this amazing play here as well with, with York University, right? Like the biggest school in the U.S., the biggest university is 64,000 students. It's the University of Central Florida in Orlando. And here we are with 53,000 students in one direction and 89,000 students at UST in the other direction. So <clears throat> that's also an amazing amenity. And, and at York University, there isn't that much housing. Like 95% of students don't have first-year housing. And you've got over 6,000 students that are international students that don't have any local housing. And 75% of the students that go to York, they transit. And they've got a one-hour average commute time. So to this area with that subway connection is would be perfect for York students that would pay premium rents for convenience so that they can focus on their studies and the parents. And, and that's going to drive rents up tremendously, which is also very good for the investors that are coming in to own at Treddy. So we talked about the design uh, of the building and the uniqueness of the floor plans. And I've had a sneak peek at those and I can definitely attest to that. The floor plans are unreal. We talked about the location, the neighborhood, the, the Downsview Airport. There's so much to the story there of what's going on in the immediate area. Um, we talked, you know, the York University and the U of T connection, the subway. It's, it's such a strategic um, spot there. Uh, what else do we need to know about? Do you want to get into maybe uh, talk some numbers? What what prices, deposits? Uh, what what can you tell us? Oh, the deposits! I'm glad you brought that up because 
you know, the, the team behind the, the, the development <clears throat> is, is one of my favorite parts, right? We talked about Collective, their, their connections and their roots and their history <clears throat> is unrivaled in the city of Toronto. They've got, they've got connections to the Ontario government. Like they, they had a, Ship Lake had a partnership with, uh, with, with one of the major casinos in Niagara. Um, they're, they're very, very well connected to the local government. They've, they've brought in Fengate Capital as a partner, uh, who is a major investor, and they've got a portfolio value of over $15 billion. And so the, the, the construction of the project is basically ready to start. There's machines on site. They're already doing the geothermal. And so when, when you ask me about the numbers, this, this is going to be, uh, this is set up to sell very, very quickly. They they want to get in. I like to hear it, Charles. I like to hear it. My investors love to hear it. Tell us why. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, and and it comes down to to the way that it's designed and how aggressive the developer is being in offering a product that is going to be um, at such attractive uh, end prices and so and and with such an incredible deposit structure. Like when you have this kind of strength as a developer, you can also do an amazing deposit structure. So five percent in thirty days. Five percent in 180 days, and then five percent in 450 days, which is like 15 and a half months, which is nine months after the six-month payment. And so it's it's 15 percent deposits, and then five percent on occupancy, which is like the down payment, right? So it's essentially 15 percent deposit, which and yeah. that has to be one of the most attractive. How common is that? Yeah. For the for I mean the the seasoned investor hears that they know exactly what you're saying, but for the newbie investor, how common is it to get this kind of deposit structure, fifteen percent over four hundred and fifty days? Yeah, it's extremely rare. Um, normally, normally builders want to get ten percent before they start construction, and then five percent shortly thereafter. And so in this case, the this builder started construction like right away, essentially, and. Um, and normally developers are taking 20% or 25% to trying to take as much deposit as possible. But this is really a, a testament to the strength of the developer and, and their commitment to, to um, making sure that, they're, that this product is accessible to as many people as possible. Um, so it's, it's an outstanding deposit structure. And, and that's one of the keys of a real estate deal, right? Price, location, terms. And and so from a pre-construction condo perspective, that's one of the most important terms is what's what's the deposit structure. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. I mean, I'll just highlight it again as well that you know it's so hard to find something that is uh, less than twenty percent deposit up front. So here you've got fifteen, and let alone that, it's spread out over four hundred and fifty days as well. Uh, <laughs> you know. It, Occasionally, you might get 15, but uh, it's rare. But if you do, you know, you're usually going to have to pay it in, in uh, you know, six or nine months kind of thing. So to have it spread out over more than a year, you know, like uh, it's probably the best deposit structure in the city for pre-construction. Definitely, especially at a project that's just launching. Like once a project starts construction, you'll notice deposit structures often will get yeah of course right 10% or 5% down after they raise the prices right exactly yeah <laughs> you your 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 clientele are getting in 
essentially you're one of the few people who have access to this. It's a very, very exclusive launch. We work, we work with the best of the best in the industry. And it's really a pleasure to be working with you and your network of investors, Andrew, and your clients are getting the very first crack at some of the most attractive. Uh, I would say this is the most attractive offering on the market for, for investors right now. Very excited, very excited. Any other points you want to bring up? We've covered a lot of ground here, but anything else we missed out? I think we could go on and on. You know, there's a, there's a okay. <laughs> in, the, in the area. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we we could talk for hours and hours just about the location because there's so much going on all around you in 360 degrees. But yeah, we certainly covered a lot of good ground. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 immediate neighborhood surrounding the buildings here. It's it's about 50. It's it's about 75 percent developed and 50 percent built up. Like if you're looking at uh, like a station condos, which by the way was built by by with um, with Shiplake as a partner. Station condos is one of the condo buildings that's already built in the neighborhood. It was built in 2016. That one's completed. Like there's a handful of completed buildings, but there's uh, a lot that are still under construction, and there's a significant portion of the neighborhood that still hasn't been developed. Maybe 25% of the neighborhood that still has to go through the planning and then you know, go to market or, or start to get leased up if it's going to be commercial or retail. So it's an amazing time to be investing into this neighborhood from, from like a, a micro perspective, just looking at the immediate vicinity before it gets fully built out. I can't emphasize that enough, you know, coming in, like how many of us would, if we could go back and buy Liberty Village, you know, while, while half the neighborhood was still under construction, how many of us would, would jump at that opportunity? You know, if you could wind back time. So this is this is probably one of the last opportunities in the city to come into a, a community like this and to be investing early on. And it's certainly the only opportunity in Toronto to be investing next to such a huge regional redevelopment as we take into account the Dowsieland neighborhoods and the airport, the Yorkdale Mall rede- redevelopment, the Lawrence and Allen growth area. The Wilson Avenue revitalization. Uh, we didn't mention Humber River Hospital. It was a newly built hospital in 2015. It's got 656 beds. It's known as the most high-tech hospital uh, in the country. So, so you know, there's there's so much there's, there's so much happening here. We're so well connected to transit. Um, it's it's really a special opportunity. Awesome, great. Thank you so much, Charles, for your time today. Appreciate it. Um, and hopefully, yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll have you again on the podcast soon. Thanks, Charles. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.